This podcast is a Majestic Giraffe production. For more information and more content, visit MajesticGiraffe.com. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkiest Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hello! On today's episode, we're looking back on the past three years in Star Wars fandom and ahead one week to The Force Awakens. Five days now. Wow. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Before we go too much further, we'd like to say that Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. And you still have time to order your Christmas presents for the female loved one in your life. You do. And if you're going to, head over to the blog, click the link, because we get 10% of the sale, which helps us do cool things <laughs> like Of Dice and Droids. Yeah. Episode one being recorded on January 8th. Mm-hmm. We're excited. Yes. All right, Nancy, we got a lot of stuff. So what's new on the blog? We do have a lot of stuff because we haven't done a proper podcast since the, la- the third week of November. So uh, We've been doing all these special projects yeah. since then. Well, uh, speaking of special projects, we have our Return of the Jedi live commentary track up on the blog and podcast feed. Go check it out if you haven't yet. It is the last uh, episode, last commentary before the force awakens so we had all of uh leading up from phantom menace up until return of the jedi it's been really great to go back and revisit those movies with friends and i it's really cool that some people have you know said that they've been watching a lot with us so that's very cool and uh, when uh, TFA comes out on Blu-ray, we may have a very special guest joining us for that but we'll keep you posted we will and uh, in Rebels, uh, Brian reviewed Stealth Strike, which was the awesome episode with the Interdictor Cruiser. And Saf reviewed The Future of the Force, which was the episode with the Inquisitors stealing babies. Um, and I will be reviewing Legacy, which was the last episode up about Ezra and his parents. Um, oops, I haven't reviewed it yet because I'm kind of a... I, I'm sorry, Rebels, but I kind of have a one-track mind right now. I feel like you, you, it's almost the best thing to wait until you see TFA to review it so you can rewatch it. <laughs> no, I'll review. I'll rewatch it before then. We've still got five more days. Um, there's a bunch of comics that have come out since the last time we chatted. Uh, we reviewed Chewbacca, Chewbacca number four, Darth Vader number thirteen, Star Wars number thirteen, the Star Wars Annual, and also the Trade Edition of Shattered Empire. 
Um, and she also reviewed The Perfect Weapon by Delilah S. Dawson, which is one of the Journey to the Force Awakened short stories that were came out recently. I have not read any of those, but I will probably after Force Awakens. I'm not holding off because of spoilers, but just because I think I will get more out of it once I know who the characters are, you know, kind of think that'll be better. Um, continuing her coverage from PAX Australia, staff interviewed Jason Anarchy of the game Drinking Quest. Sounds like a game you would like, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to find a copy. <laughs> um, we have a very cool feature up on the blog for the past week or so. We've been sharing our hopes for The Force Awakens. Uh, all of the writers for the blog have contributed to this a series of posts and it's been really cool to see what everyone is looking forward to in episode seven and it just goes to show that there's something for everyone in star wars i think you know shane wanted some nuanced imperials Saf wanted lady loving <laughs> not lady loving like some ladies loving on each other although she wouldn't complain but you know ladies doing awesome things she wanted the ladies to get love, which I agree with. And Brian, you also wanted the return of the badass normal. Indeed, I want the uh, I want the wedge style characters back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so go ahead and check that on our blog under the TFA hopes tag. Uh, we posted the first episode of of Dice and Droids, which is our new tabletop podcast. Well, not really the first episode, the zero episode. Episode zero, which is where we introduce the game what we'll be doing, all the characters, and we also have a post up on the blog with, with all that information as well. And the game proper will get started in January. So we will have actually two different parties of three. So we're hoping that we can each record one show a month. So there'll actually be two shows a month up, you know, one show per party. So we're still trying to get the logistics worked out, but... We're looking for because we smartly placed uh, two people in the same party. One lives in Alaska and the other lives in uh, Australia. So and or there or not in Australia. Staff will be mad at me. New uh -huh. Zealand. New Zealand. I was thinking she was at PAX Australia. Yes. And also someone in the East Coast. So, <laughs> oops. The party's a little spread out. Yeah, that's okay. A lot of them don't sleep, so it'll be fine. Yeah, uh, but I have to stay up to record it. Oh, that's true. Oops. Um, and then finally, just a programming note. This will be our last regular episode of Tashi Station Radio before The Force Awakens comes out. Ah! Now, I do want to say I'm working on figuring out how to record and upload a podcast while we are in line for The Force <laughs> Awakens at uh, Disney Springs. I don't know if that's going to happen, but you can try. If I have my Surface with me and I have our field recorder, um, I can use the Wi-Fi there to upload a podcast. So mm -hmm. it's a possibility. Yep. Stay tuned. Yes. Um, but this is the last episode proper, so we are very excited. It's been a long road getting from there it's to been here. been a long road getting oh, wait. from there to here. Wrong star franchise. <laughs> um. Also, programming note, on the blog side, uh, we will have the last TFA Hopes post, which is mine, uh, going up on Monday. Um, 
pot also will have this podcast up. But after that, we're pretty much going dark until The Force Awakens come out. We might have a comic review, depending on what comes out on Wednesday. I'm not sure. I don't know if anything's coming <laughs> out next week or not. But um, other than that, I think all of us are pretty much planning on going a social media dark starting Monday during the world premiere. So um, we will be back on December 18th. Uh, we'll be posting our reactions probably the Monday afterwards. And then we'll be probably writing a lot of stuff about The Force Awakens. So we will try to mark spoilers. Um, but if you don't watch The Force Awakens, don't read the blog until you watch The Force Awakens, pretty much. Pretty much. Because <laughs> that's pretty much all we're going to talk about. Sorry about that. Uh, we will be back on Twitter Thursday night, in which we will be at the uh, party Disney is throwing at Hollywood Studios, so yes. we may be taking pictures and posting from there. Yes, because we can go back on Twitter, because we'll have seen the movie. It'll be nice. Yes. Not having to dodge spoilers. <laughs> Looking forward to that. And that is uh, what's new on the blog. All right, Fixers mm -hmm. Flash. Yeah. What have you been up to, Brian? Me? What, what have I been up to? I finished Nano. I finished a draft of my novel, which was awesome to have that done. I also uh, finished up the final edit on my previous novel before that and wrote the end. So that is done. And, With uh, only one tech scare. Yes. I thought I lost 80 pages of editing and I was very, very freaked out. But uh, thankfully, I found it. Uh, there was a problem with syncing Google Docs. Um, but yeah, that's done. So uh, I'm just going to put it aside for a little while. I'll go back and do a last final reread for those stupid pesky typos and then send it out to places. Which will be fun. Uh, I finished reading Blackbirds by Chuck Wendig, which was very good. Um, very intense though, so I'll probably have to wait a while before it's starting book two of that series. Uh, and I read the sampler of Before the Awakening when it was up on iBooks. I don't know if it's up anymore. Oops. But I couldn't resist and I am really, 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 really looking forward to that book. It's probably gonna be the first thing I read after I see The Force Awakens. Exciting. Yeah. As for me, I've been playing with Google Cardboard a lot. <coughs> uh, Verizon was kind enough to send us over uh, their Star Wars theme uh, Google Cardboard viewers, and I've been using that to watch the Jack Who Spy videos on the Star Wars app. Yeah, they're very immersive. If you've got $12, go to Amazon, grab a Google Cardboard viewer, and just give this a shot. It's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I've been playing a lot of Battlefront. Yeah. Tons of Battlefront. So yeah. much Battlefront. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, and no, you're not. No. You and I were guests on Rogue Podron earlier this week. Yes. I am very, very, very excited. We only kind of ruined their show. Nah, we didn't ruin their show. It, they, they like our brand of hilarity. Nonsensical and off the rails? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for us, which brings us over to Deke's Dirt, news from around fandom. Uh, Rebels renewed for a third season. Yay! Not sure if there was much doubt on that, but yay, glad it's official. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they are going to keep doing, because it seems like uh, Filoni is 
very much teasing that the f- season two will end with the confrontation we've all been looking for. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, the cover mat or the cover for Aftermath Life Debt was revealed, and it's a whole lot of Falcon and a whole lot of yellow. Whole lot of yellow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it, news wise, because all news has been about the Force Awakens, which brings us over to Big's bullshit Star Wars film news. Oh, no. oh there's so much stuff. <laughs> so much stuff. Yes. Why don't you start it out? Because I've uh, talked a lot. Yeah, there's a crap load of stuff on The Force Awakens out on the internets and on the TVs, and it includes uh, things like Harrison Ford on Jimmy Fallon. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was probably one of the best interviews. I am glad he has evolved into funny grandpa Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the highlight was Carrie Fisher on Good Morning America. Oh my god, Yes. I had a coworker who said, oh, my God, I had no idea she was that funny. And I'm like, where have you been? Of course. She's that funny. Yeah. Omaze had a contest up to win a trip to the premiere. And Mark Hamill had a very amusing video in which he went in disguise as a stormtrooper. Yes. Uh, the TFA press junket is currently just going everywhere. The cast and crew are all over the world right mm-hmm. now. Yes. Uh, and Abrams answered some questions as to why Leia isn't a Jedi. Yeah, there was actually a press junket in Los Angeles a few, a while ago, I think last weekend, and a bunch of, uh, fan sites and bloggers and entertainment bloggers were there. Um, Full of Sith has the full, uh, recording, uh, Brian Young and Amy Ratcliffe were there, so they recorded the whole thing and posted it on their feed, so if you want to check that out, uh, it's very cool of them to let everyone in on the fun um and i think it was terry schwartz i can't remember what outlet she writes for but she asked jj abrams why leia doesn't seem to be a jedi in in the force awakens and he answered basically you know it's never too late to uh to learn to you know be a jedi but that she chose a different path um not forgetting that she's force sensitive and implying that we will see her use the Force at some times, but she's not a Jedi Knight that, as we know them, which I like. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, I think it shows, you know, it's personal autonomy, you know, and uh, I, I, it seems like what she would want to do. She'd want to be dedicated to public service because that's kind of her whole life. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see. Twitter. Oh, wait, no. Uh, the new behind the se- behind the scenes legacy featurette uh, yeah. came out. <clears throat> that came out of uh Brazil Comic Con, I think. Yes. Uh, very cool. A lot of behind the scenes stuff. You'll see uh John Boyega and Oscar Isaac boggling and very very cool. See uh Harrison Ford signing John Boyega's uh action or big Han Solo doll, which is really <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um. And making me really excited about Force Awakens. Uh, there was a Twitter question and answer called hashtag Twitter Awakens. And uh, a bunch of the cast uh, answered questions that people tweeted at them. I think there was one overwhelming highlight, though. There was one overwhelming highlight. Uh, someone, you know, commented that Oscar sang in Inside Llewellyn Davis. And uh, Daisy Ridley has a very nice singing voice. And so she asked if they would do a duet. So they sang a little bit of uh, Baby It's Cold Outside in celebration of the Christmas season. And everyone on the internet did a collective swoon. 
because they were very good. I did not know Daisy Ridley had that good of a voice. I know. Wow. And I want them to do a holiday special. <laughs> I mean, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac is the reason to do another holiday special. Yeah. So let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chinese trailer came out and it was X-Wing porn. It really was. I mean, there was a few more shots than we've seen before. Um a little bit more context but still not a lot um there was a little bit more of the lightsaber fight between kylo and finn that was just like maybe a second more to go ah i want to keep watching um but really it was the x-wings there's a shot of the x-wings with the falcon going towards um a planet with uh asteroids all around it i'm assuming it's take which I think might be Maz Kanata's planet. I don't know because I haven't keeping up with sport. I just know there's a planet called Tegadonna. And um, and then a bunch more shots of the battle on the ice planet. And uh, there's one shot of a whole bunch of X-Wings going like, it looks like they're flying over a ship. I'm assuming it's Starkiller Base, but it just like, oh my God. Oh my god! So excited! Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you enjoyed. I, I enjoyed highly. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say we hop into Cammy's concerns? Mm-hmm. We wanted to give you all something special to listen to <coughs> while uh, you were sitting in line like us for the Force Awakens next week. So, mm-hmm. we decided, why don't we take a look back at three years since the Disney sale leading up to the Force Awakens? So that's Cammy's concerns this week. Mm-hmm. Just how the hell we got here? Yeah. And, I mean, we start with October 30th, 2012, obviously. Yes. I've told this story before, but I was sitting in a Taco Bell having a really, really crappy crunch wrap burrito. <laughs> and my phone starts blowing up. <laughs> and I've got, like, ten messages from Nancy. Mm-hmm. Freaking out because they just announced... And I'm seeing this from you in real time. They just announced the sale... Of Lucasfilm to Disney, and the announcement of a new trilogy of films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you thought I was... I thought you were lying to me. <laughs> Why would I lie about that, of all I, things? I, I, I couldn't fathom <clears throat> any reality in which this would happen. Right. So I just assumed you were lying to me. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah. Uh, so... We had an emergency podcast that night. We did. We were going to wait, and then we decided, screw, screw that. It. We're, <laughs> we're doing it. Yep. So we had an emergency podcast uh, and talked about what this meant for fandom, what it meant for Star Wars, what it meant for the expanded universe, uh, what we thought these movies would be about. Um, knowing we still had, like you know, three years until we figured out what we were actually going to get. And, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a day. It feels like a lifetime ago, though. Right. It really does. Like, you think, like, Celebration 6 was before we knew all of that, and I just, it still boggles my mind that they knew what was happening. Also, shout out to Pablo (coughs) Hidalgo for having that in his back pocket at Celebration 6. Right? I would have killed me. Uh, January 2013, while you and I were on a cruise ship, uh, J.J. Abrams was announced as the director of Episode 7. Yeah, uh, that was the first big news for Episode 7. 
uh, before we really found out anything about the movie at all. We That's... didn't know when it was going to take place. We didn't know who was going to be in it, what it was going to be about, if who was going to write it, if there were going to be uh, any any of the original cast in the movie. Um, and they finally confirmed the rumors. J.J. Abrams did agree to direct it after some finagling by Kathleen Kennedy. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. Um, and just looking down the list... That was about the last big piece of news about episode seven until the following year. That was a long wait. It really was. 2013 was a pretty dark period. 2013 was because I think we were all over the high of, oh my God, we're getting more Star Wars. And like, okay, but we still don't know anything. And is it going to be worth it? You know, we were all dreading the EU being. And not, Trashed. not only were we not hearing anything, 2013 marked a year in which Star Wars changed a lot. Yes. And that started in on March 11th when The Clone Wars was officially canceled and a new animated project was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people were very upset, still are very upset about The Clone Wars being canceled. Um, I feel like eight five years five seasons and then they ended up having a shortened sixth season of already produced episodes so, yeah five and a half seasons is unprecedented for a it's lot of really good shows. i mean it's not like they didn't have an i mean i feel like if rebels last five years that's a really good run it's it very few animated shows get that far and it almost never happens when it's such a continuity heavy show as the clone wars yeah, and, but i feel a lot of the problem is if they they kept moving around so much. You know, there is a lot of changes in the Clone Wars, but to me it seems like so much more has happened in Rebels in only a season and a half because it seems like every episode is, you know, changing something. But I mean, it's not to say I didn't like Clone Wars. I did a lot of and a lot of people that was their first introduction to Star Wars. So it was very upsetting that it was being canceled. Um because it was kind of like, all right, Disney took over, and now they're canceling our show. Um, they did say they were going to be doing another show, but they uh, didn't say what right away. I mean, and we look back now, and what choice really did Disney have? Yeah. That show was in the hands of another competing network. Yeah. That network was never going to hand the show over. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of had to happen. So that was kind of the beginning of the dark times. <laughs> For yeah. Star Wars fans uh, during this three-year stretch. And then on April 2013, uh, they closed LucasArts. Yeah. That this... was, yeah, that was ugly. I'll leave this up to you because you know my uh, opinions of com- of uh, games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so April 2013, um, Disney announced that LucasArts was officially closing shop. Um it was kind of a miracle that they got that far before mm-hmm. they were closed up because it had been a studio that was struggling for a really long time. But, uh, yeah, fans didn't uh, react well to that either. Nope. Um, so, yeah, we're halfway through the year. or We're not even halfway through the year yet, and that's a lot of bad news for Star Wars fans. So people were kind of hurting for some good news. Yeah. Which came on May 20th when Rebels was announced. Yay, Rebels! May 20th, 2013. Uh, 
Disney announced Disney and Lucasfilm announces that their new animated show is Rebels, set during the dark times prior to A New Hope. I was very surprised about that because I assumed it was going to be post Return of the Jedi content mm-hmm. that it was going to be leading up to The Force Awakens. But um, looking back, it makes sense they didn't want to have anything building up to Force Awakens until well, we actually got there. And they needed to bridge a lot of younger fans yeah. into the original trilogy era. And it's been such a good bridge, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but really, we didn't get any really more news other than what the show was going to be about and uh, when it was going to take place. Um, and that was in May 2013. And then we really don't have anything we, major we really don't happening. Have a, we don't have another major bullet point until February 2014. Yeah, so the end of 2013 was a lot of fans saying, what's going to happen? What do, you know, what do and, they think? I, I remember Dragon Con that year. Um, everyone asking, what do you think is going to happen? And, and I, we're like... I don't know. Yeah, I think 2013, summer 2013 was the was when Crucible came out, which kind of marked the end of that era of the expanded universe. Well, that one got us to say burn this mother down. Yeah, so. it it really did. Um so but I remember I know at Dragon Con a lot of a lot most of the questions were about the expanded universe and you know, asking people like Aaron Austin and Tim Zahn and Mike Sackpole what they thought of their character, of the stuff, stories they created being, you know, not being used. Because by then it was pretty much, you know... Writing on the wall. Writing on the wall that it was not going to, you know, use those stories. Um, and, I mean, they all said, you know, they were fine with it. They they had ideas for how they could keep with the Expanded Universe. Um but most of them were pretty, you know, knew what pretty much knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But I think looking back in it, I'd say 2013 was the uh, a angsty, very bleak year, a very bleak and angsty year for mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars fans. I kind of almost wish that they hadn't announced episode seven until they were more further along in the development. But, you know, they, they would never have done that. Yeah, you couldn't announce the sale of Disney and without saying episode seven was coming yeah uh but yeah that brought us to february 2014 in which we started seeing uh the cast of rebels show up yeah they they basically announced them all one at a time um in these little i don't i don't think they had shorts but i know it was like features and i think it was I think it was like a different outlet had a different yeah different outlet had different character and video um that was what we, we learned. I think Kanan was the first one we learned about, and I was kind of like, ugh, Jedi. But, um, you know, then we got to know more about, like, Zeb and, you know, Harry. I think Chopper was the first we already knew about Chopper. Yeah. But um, that was also the first big uh, backlash because Hera and Sabine were announced last <laughs> so it was kind of like guy 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 because i think they announced callus too mm-hmm. and then and the two girls so you know looking back in hindsight like rebels has done super well with diversity and like female characters so you know i this is not a criticism on rebels but 
that started out the whole that, trend of that started two years of marketing mishaps. Yeah, and that was like, okay, you might have wanted to sprinkle in the female characters. You probably wanted to start with Hera, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, but um, so that was the first uh kind big start of Rebels and pushing Rebels as far as you know. And that was really the first real look at what the. Dis- the Disney Lucasfilm landscape mm-hmm. looked like. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> ooh, yeah, we're still feeling the effects of this one. Uh, April 25th, 2014. A day which will live in infamy. The literature reboot was announced. Yeah. And new novels, starting with A New Dawn, set in a new timeline. Were announced. Yep. Uh, so the announcement came about the reboot first. Uh, there was a blog post on StarWars.com. There was a video with Timothy Zahn and John Jackson Miller talking about the future of the expanded universe and the past. There was a lot of, uh, you know, Lucasfilm honoraries talking about what the expanded universe meant to met them and what the, their first Star Wars book was. Um, and people were very angry about that. Um, and then right afterwards, they had another blog post with the four books that they announced, which were A New Dawn, Tarkin, Heir to the Jedi, and Lords of the Sith. Um, so I thought I was like, well, they gave us really bad news and they're like, oh, and here, here's new books. So it made me feel good because I was very worried about not that the books that not that the timeline was ending but that i was worried that they weren't going to publish as many books or keep going with the expanded universe that we knew and loved as far as like when the frequency of books coming out and like letting authors do their own thing like i didn't want it to become very regimented and say hey this is a story you have to tell Mm-hmm. Or not to just have like no books at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, Disney likes making money. So <laughs> and they know people will buy Star Wars books. So they kept publishing them. And uh the first, you know, the first four books were kind of very much status quo a little bit. They used a lot of pre existing authors. Um but you know, there was, you know, some that kind of started what's canon and like everyone would go through the books and see what what made it in and what which is kind of a fun game in and of itself i think it is like people say oh it's kind of dumb and who cares if something's canon it's not that i care i like when something makes the jump over because it's an appreciative nod to what came before it yeah i mean it's not gonna you know you know make or break whether i like a book but you know yes i'm gonna be looking through every book to see if taiko sachu is in it so <laughs> And we're still dealing with some poor behavior. Yeah. The uh, Force Awakens cast was announced officially on April 29th, 2014. And this was uh, backlash number two. Yeah. Well, they had rumors were flying around about the big three in London. And everyone was kind of like, all right, just freaking tell us already. We know they're in it. Just go ahead and announce the whole cast. So StarWars.com had a blog post announcing the cast for The Force Awakens um, and a photo 
of the cast. And that was our first introduction to people we've come to know and love, like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver and Donald Gleason. And um, I think that's all that was in there of the newer cast. I think so. At least the the young, the young, the young kids. There's also like, you know, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, uh, Anthony Daniels, uh, Peter Mayhew. Uh, I think that was it. But so basically only two women, you know, of all the, you know, there's Leia, which, you know, cool. But then everyone else except for Daisy Ridley was a guy. Uh, and people were kind of really annoyed about that and expressed their uh, anger about it. And uh, people got angry that people were angry and said, you know, oh, well, be patient and you don't know who they're still casting and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if you want to play that game, you can say, well, they were right. They ended up casting Gwendolyn Christie and Lupita Nyong'o and they're both, you know, plugging the movie a lot. So we shouldn't have complained. However... Okay, how many people got mad at you and I and said, just be patient? Uh, well, I think people got mad at everyone who was saying it. You know, just be patient. That's, you don't know what they're doing. Blah, blah, blah. No, we don't know what they're doing. And that's where we're getting angry. Because we're saying, listen, two women in, it was like 11, two out of 11. That's not a good ratio. I mean, even what we have now is still not a perfect ratio. But having... You know what it looks to be. There are two women who are going to be talking to each other, which is amazing in a Star Wars movie. Um, but the point is, the backlash actually did something. Uh, Vulture confirmed that originally Captain Phasma was supposed to be a man, and after people got upset about the cast announcement, uh, so I can't remember who suggested it that they gender swapped the character. And I think it was Lawrence Kasdan. And J.J. Abrams really liked the idea. And so they did that and they cast Gwendolyn Christie. So yeah, originally supposed to be a male character. And it was heavily rumored supposed to be played by... Benedict Cumberbatch. God! <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't... I can't see that because I feel like he's too well-known to play that kind of a role, you know? But, like, Gwendolyn Christie, I mean, a lot of people know who she is, but it's still, you know, she, I feel like that role would have been way too small for someone like that. So, everyone complaining about those social justice warriors getting their diversity in all of your Star Wars. Yeah, we helped get Brienne of Tarth in yeah. Star Wars. You're welcome. Yeah. So, next we, time you want to tell us to shut up and just be patient, shove it. So we are going to keep complaining when things aren't done, like when the Rogue One cast was announced and there was only one woman in it, uh, you know, and there are other things to like about it. I mean, we've got John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley as the new big three, not a white man to be seen. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we still there's still a lot to go. So we will complain when we want to. And if you are annoyed about that, then why are you listening to our podcast? Because we're not shy about that. <laughs> Never have been. <laughs> but yeah, then the next month, filming began. This Yay! is when things start to really look up yes. for Star Wars fans. Because then we 
we get all of the spoilers and the set reports and the leaked pictures and the leaked concept art and the, you know, overhead shots of Greenham Commons and all that stuff. And we have to cover our eyes. And we got an Omaze video with an X-Wing. And it was amazing. And Baba Joe. Were we in Canada for that video? We were. We were getting ready for another cruise when that video came out. July 2014. Yep, because we were in the Tim Hortons on the Wi-Fi crying over an X-Wing while we were on the cruise. Yep, eating Timbits, crying over an X-Wing. Yep. That was our day. And then there was also the Baba Joe. We saw Baba Joe. And uh, there was some cool stuff that came out of that. Then uh, we get to September. September 2nd, 2014, the film or the literature canon officially reboots with A New Dawn by John Jackson Miller, a sort of lead in novel for rebels. Yes, it told the story of how Kanan and Hera how met. How Kanan met Hera. Yes. And then uh, the next month, uh, October 2014, Rebels premiered and uh, instantly won us. It did. Uh, I know a lot of people saw it at Comic Con, but um, it was pretty awesome um I, I was hooked from the beginning the uh kid i'm about to let everyone in on the secret is you know still one of my favorite moments of rebels um and it it really took off immediately the show really really took no time getting into its own stride and letting the characters grow and it's i, I still really love it it's a really good show so november November a bunch 6th, of stuff happened. 2014. Uh-huh. We get the title. Which was really awesome because it basically was StarWars.com saying, uh, The Force Awakens coming December 18th, 20... I think that was when they announced the... I can't remember if that was when they announced the release date or not. But they... they, they bas- Oh, it, I think they said The Force Awakens has finished principal photography. And which we're like, oh, great. Wait, what? And someone was like, they haven't released the name yet. And then Star Wars replied, we just did. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Star Wars digital team. You guys are awesome. Uh, Yeah, so we got the the title that day. But then, then, Mm -hmm. November 28th, Mm -hmm. 2014. Yes. A day I'm never going to forget. Mm -hmm. We got the teaser trailer. Yes. The first teaser trailer that was a whole lot of drama going around the because initially it sounded like it was only going to be showing in select theaters yeah which was crap yeah then it got a simultaneous release online Mm -hmm. i'm still wondering if that was the original plan yeah but uh yeah in that trailer we heard there has been an awakening have you felt it? <laughs> and then John Boyega as a stormtrooper shows up. Yep. Looking distressed, as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was our first introduction to the characters we didn't know about. Stormtrooper. Soccer ball droid. Soccer ball droid. A uh, bunch of stormtroopers on a, you know, some sort of craft. Uh, girl on girl speeder. Girl on speeder bike. Um, dude, X-Wings over the water, and then dude in X-Wing. Uh, and that's when we first fell in love with Oscar Isaac. Yes. And then um, black, r- black-robed black dude with weird lightsaber. And then the Falcon. 
And we all lost it. Yes. When we saw the Falcon. So we, and we had no idea what these characters were named. Uh, it was very, uh, there was a lot of analysis about it. Uh, it was definitely the definition of a teaser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, people were still kind of like, all right, well, what's this thing about? <laughs> um, We'd be saying that for a while. We would. We're F- still saying that. Finally, on December 11th, uh, 2014, they announced character names. Through, uh, that was through Entertainment Weekly, yes, right? Yes, those cards, like the old-fashioned yeah, trading uh, cards. the old-school tops trading cards. Yes, we learned about Ray and Finn and BB-8 and, and Poe po Dameron, Dameron and Kylo Ren, our first, you know, our, our new guys. So then it's all quiet on the Western Front until March 2015, <laughs> when it's announced Ryan Johnson, uh, he of uh, Looper fame, mm-hmm. and uh, what I'm told is the best episode of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. uh, will be directing episode eight. Awesome. And this little film called Rogue One was announced. Oh. Uh, with Felicity Jones as the lead. Oh. Did we, did we like that for a certain reason? Yeah, we like that for a certain reason. <laughs> Rogue, maybe. Rogue. <laughs> uh, a little later that month, uh, we got the Journey to the Force Awakens publishing line. Ooh. This was the uh, big literature and comic push mm-hmm. uh, leading up to the Force Awakens in which uh, Aftermath was announced uh, by Chuck Wendig. And uh, people were really excited because this this was it. Post Jedi content that we really wanted to see. Then we come to April 2015 and the greatest celebration ever. <laughs> it really, really, really was. I mean, it was your first, so you don't know. <laughs> Mine? No, it wasn't. Oh, no, no, that's right. That was Duh. Celebration 6. Yeah. For, first celebration with a movie. Yes, first celebration with a film attached. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we got the second trailer. Mm-hmm. And it starts with this panning shot, Desert Mountain Range, Crashed X-Wing, holy crap, a Crash Star Destroyer. Yeah, and you could hear like everyone go, <gasps> what? <laughs> and then it ends, a little fade to black, and then a fade back in, Chewie, we're home. Mm-hmm. And they had to play it a second time because no one could hear anything. Because <laughs> right? everyone was freaking out. Because right. Han and Chewie's on screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Celebration was pretty great. Mm-hmm. It really, really was. I it was It was such a great time and we got to know a whole bunch of people. Like... I try to think of like how many people I didn't know before Celebration, and that was weird. Like, I know. I feel like I've been friends with a bunch of people forever. Next time Celebration's out here, we're going to find a Hilton bar to hang out, you guys. Yes. Uh, oh, we did get a literature announcement at Celebration, and that was Alan Dean Foster was returning to Star Wars to write the TFA uh, novelization. Yes. Mm-hmm. Coming out December 18th in ebook mm-hmm. format. Uh, oh, where are we now? Um, May 2015th, uh, Josh Trank mysteriously departs the second standalone. Ooh, yes. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about this, um, but, um, yeah, pretty much, you know, we really still don't know the whole story, but basically, uh, 
It didn't work out. Yeah. So uh, then uh, May 4th, we got some stuff. Because, uh, you know, May the 4th be with you. Uh, Vanity Fair had a Star Wars issue. And that was really, I think, started the big... This was when the media push really yeah. began in earnest. Well, we got a lot of info at Celebration because Celebration had that exhibit. Mm-hmm. So that was where we learned about like the First Order and the Resistance. Uh, we learned that the planet was called Jakku um, during the big panel. But um, and then I during the Battlefront panels when they started talking about the Battle of Jakku and learning, you know, that that was a big turning point and. A lot of, you know, just starting to kind of get an idea of what the landscape looked like. But there was still a lot of stuff we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So Vanity Fair had, a lo- you know, great pictures. Um, that was when we first learned about Captain Phasma and uh, Maz Kanata. And also, I think, and uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. I- actually, I don't know if we had the name in that entertainment in that vanity fair but i know we got more info about andy circus's character yes which we still have not seen officially nope (laughs) officially yeah uh july 2015 uh we got word that phil lord and christopher miller the duo behind 21 jump street and the lego movie uh which was fantastic uh, would be directing the Han Solo anthology film, which was at this point now the second standalone film in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, still really don't know a lot about that, except that G- uh, Lawrence Kasson is writing that uh, with his son, I believe, too. Which will be uh, Lawrence Kasdan's final contribution mm-hmm. to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, July 2015, San Diego Comic-Con and the behind-the-scenes reel. Yes. That was awesome. That was where we first got a little glimpse of Poe captured. Uh, we saw Leia for the first time in her costume. We saw a lot more. We saw more of Han and Chewie. Um, and we really, it was really like, it was just great to see how much, you know, how much things changed, but stayed the same as Mark Hamill put it. Yeah. And then people got really mad about practical effects. Oh, people are still mad about practical and effects. And Simon Pegg. <laughs> yes. Ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, August 2015, Entertainment Weekly has a big Star Wars article. Yes. That was about the villains. We got a lot more information about Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma and Snoke. I think that was when we learned Snoke's name. But... uh we got confirmation that Kylo Ren was not a Sith, that he belonged to the Knights of Ren. Um, and, you know, Adam Driver basically saying he was a very different kind of villain. And, you know. So, and then we also got some more info about Captain Phasma. And- yes. So uh, then after that, uh, same month, August 2015, Colin Trevorrow was announced to direct episode nine. And Star Wars Land was announced, and this was at D23. Yep, D23. Bob Eager comes onto stage and says, we're building two Star Wars Land, one at Disneyland, one at Disney's Hollywood Studio. Mic drop. Woohoo! Yes, pretty much. He ended the the film panel that way. 
and I'm so excited. We are so excited. They've uh, got some things open already, and I don't know how they're going to handle uh, the crowds because the parking lot is closing early every single day for capacity. I don't know if we're going to actually get there tomorrow, but uh, we may have to park over at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and take the bus over. Uh, let's see. September 2015, mm-hmm. we got a lot of stuff. Journey to the Force Awakens kicked off. Mm-hmm. We got Aftermath. Yes. We got Lost Stars. We got the three uh, Young Reader books. Mm-hmm. And we got Shattered Empire. And a whole lot of merchandise. <laughs> a whole bunch of merchandise. Some which we're still chasing down. Yeah, but that was really the whole big merchandising push. Uh, I bought a lot of action figures we bought a lot of ships a lot of brian is playing with an x-wing right now mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and i thought one thing that was really cute is that um so if you read shattered empire if you haven't uh spoilers but it ends with uh Bay and kes dameron who are parents to poe uh settling on the planet yavin and Earlier in an interview, Oscar Isaac had said something about, you know, how he was from, he is Guatemalan and how the Yavin exterior scenes were shot in Guatemala and, you know, how it would be really cool if, you know, Poe was from Yavin. So a bunch of people were like, oh, he spoiled something, blah, 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 you know, and it was just him doing wishful thinking, you know, it was cute. But the creative team liked it so much, they decided, yeah, yeah, Poe's from Yavin. Yeah. I, I mean, he's not born there necessarily uh but that's his home well you weren't born in florida but you say you're from florida yeah exactly and it kind of like you know makes sense as to you know yavin isn't isn't you know habited at least not you know a lot we don't know it might have been but um you know him his mom and dad just wanted to pick a nice quiet planet to settle on after fighting in the war and they got to do that at least as far as we know. <laughs> to be determined. We still don't know why Poe is so dedicated to the resistance. That brings us now to October 19th, 2015, in which Star Wars fans were subjected to a crappy Monday night football game, <laughs> but all for a good reason. The first theatrical trailer. Over two minutes of delicious Star Wars footage with actual context. Started to get our first idea of what the story might actually be like. Now, let's just think of how far we've come from October 30th, 2012 to October 19th, 2015. That's three years. That's a long time. Three years when we get our first trailer. Yeah. Theatrical trailer that gives us the first hints of what this movie might actually be. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) And then... Uh, Things start really taking off from here. Yeah. So that was the trailer. But then there was an international trailer on November 6th, which had some more footage. Uh, we had um, a, a whole bunch of TV spots that started being released, you know, late in November. We're still getting them. We're getting all these commercials for everything, trucks, uh, batteries, uh, you name it. There's Subway. There's a Star Wars commercial. Um, And just what we talked about, the Chinese trailer. So, uh, you know, and there's also like behind the scenes featurettes coming from the Disney Channel. So there's like a whole bunch of crazy footage 
but it's still not a lot. Like a lot of people we've say, all maybe. right, you need to, they need to stop this, but they're really showing the same. We've things seen over really over. only five or six minutes of yeah. film from a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. It seems like the, the I think f- we got more than that in the uh, Batman versus Superman trailer. Yeah. It seems like the footage is pretty much being recut to tell a different story. Like there's one that's focused on Finn. There's one that's focused on Ray. There's one that's focused on the dark side. There's one that's focused on X-Wings. So, you know. Uh, Also, uh, more relevant to your interests, uh, Battlefront. Released in November 2015. Last month. Uh, So the Star Wars video game lexicon is back. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that then brings us to the TV spots you were talking about Mm -hmm. and the final media push, which we're smack in the middle in. Yes. uh, This is where we are right now Um, with someone from Star Wars on TV every day, uh, a Star Wars article coming out every day, uh, a whole bunch of magazines out that we still haven't found all of them for. Uh, And in five days, uh, we will be... Three hours away from seeing The Force Awakens. We will have seen it five times. No, four times. Four times a week from today. Four times. Uh, (laughs) I can't believe we're here. How are we going to get through the next five days? I feel like it's been so long. Again, getting from there to here. (laughs) It feels like a lifetime ago that the Disney sale was announced. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned this before the other night. We were talking about it. Like... We were we you were still living in Seattle. When that I was, was still living in Seattle. You and I had only been dating for two months. Yeah, yeah, two months. We hadn't even seen each other since celebration uh, since celebration and Dragon Con that yeah. year. Yeah, and now we're married and you're living here, and we have a podcast studio <laughs> and dog who's squirming <laughs> and a star wars movie coming out that we're gonna get to go see together and with friends a whole lot has happened in three years a whole lot and you know i hear people complain about disney and people say disney's ruining star wars and i just i just want to shake them and it's go like, are, are you kidding are you have you looked at where we are now it's never been a better time to be a star wars fan i think Pablo Hidalgo said something on Twitter the other day about how, you know, just think next year we would have been celebrating the 30th anniversary of Shadow or no, 20th. No, without episodes, 30th anniversary of Shadow. Yeah. Without the Disney sale next 20 year anniversary yeah, of Shadows. Next of the year at celebration, all we would be celebrating is the 20th anniversary of, Shad- of Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> and then the year after that Truly. would be like 20th anniversary of <laughs> Of the, the special editions and then the prequels and, and like that's that's all we've been doing and yeah we'd have like TV shows maybe but like I don't see how you know Clone Wars could have you know Clone Wars brought so many new fans in and it and that's only going to be a drop in the bucket compared to what uh, the Force Awakens is going to do. I mean, there are people. This is going to be their first introduction to Star Wars. It's, they're going to be sequel trilogy fans. You know, there's there's original trilogy fans. There's EU fans. There's prequel fans. There's Clone Wars fans. Now there's Rebels fans. There's going to be sequel trilogy fans. It's going to be 
amazing. This fandom is about to get a massive infusion of new fans, and that's the thing I think I'm most excited for. I am most excited for all the fic that better be posted on AO3 within the next several months. Now is the time to leave TFN. (laughs) Now is the time. I don't care where it's posted. I just want to read the fic. Please cross post to AO3. Yes. Please. Just cross post in general. Like, please. That's what you should be doing. Yes. Um, But yeah, I'm excited, like, because, like, I mean, Star Wars fanfic is kind of like, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's people still writing it, but people, it goes in cycles very much. And, like, after Phantom Menace came out, it was an explosion of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fic and all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm really hoping we get a lot of cool, cool fic. And then we've got books that are coming out. We get aftermath 2 sinjir get some <laughs> uh and and all sorts of stuff they haven't even announced yet and then we get rogue one next year episode eight not long after that like i feel like i feel like once we see episode seven it's gonna be so much of a clear picture of where star wars is going because we're gonna know a lot you know we're gonna know what the story is and where they're going and I think that's one of the reasons I've wanted to stay spoiler-free for episode seven is because we don't know so much. You know, with the prequels, we knew where we were headed. You know, I think for episode eight, I'll probably a lot more lax about spoilers because I'll at least know where we're headed. <laughs> Not like this, which is just like... Total blank slate. Just Coruscant part of this? Who has Coruscant? Does the New Republic still exist? Blah, 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 blah. You know. I'm kind of having an existential crisis after looking back on this timeline. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah. I can't believe we're I can't believe we're five days away from the time we're recording this. Yep. Five days. Away. Five days. Are we gonna cry? Oh, totally. <laughs> Are we gonna have a nervous breakdown in the theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need some like Valium or something. <laughs> yeah. Smuggle some scotch in. <laughs> No, there's a there's a. Uh, oh, that's right. There's a bar there. There's a bar there. Well, mm-hmm. that's it. That's the three years. That's where we are now. Yes. The only thing that's left is Thursday night, mm-hmm. sitting down in the theater and seeing those immortal words a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. What do you say we wrap it up there? I say we should. All right. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and you, our Patreon subscribers. Check out the links on the site to help us keep the site and the podcast up and running. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. Uh, you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. We are available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. We'll see y'all at TFA. Bye. So long.
This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh,